0: Hey. All right, Reg, are we ready to go? Let's do this thing. Get the microphone set here. Instrument's feeling good today, so I think we're all set. You ready to go? Cool. Let's just get started here. Put it uh, down in the book there, 328, episode 328 and I'll give you the three S's, you give me the music, and I'll give you a podcast. Here we go. We're into officially fall, meteorological fall. Did you know that? September 1st was the official day. Summer is officially over, meteor, meteor, meteorologically. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> Star, smile strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. <laughs> All right, slow down. That, that, was, that was way too slow. What, what is the problem here? Now, why does it work? I mean, I'm pressing it now. You're pressing it now, right? Yeah. But why when I... Let me just pretend. Captain Podtastic. Now, look at that. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite (laughs) podcast. It's just sitting there waiting for you. Where it should be. always. Is, I always believe in being punctual. It's always there, Monday morning, just waiting for you to download and listen to. But of course, there's much more that's involved if you are a regular listener to this podcast. you got to get out there and spread the word. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podcasting, and they should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. And if you like what you hear, you go to WGNRadio.com, you hit the podcast section, hit the prompt for this. Oh, what you will find, not only the newer podcast, but podcasts dating back literally to another decade. The 16s. The teens. We're in the 20s now. That's how many podcasts there, 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 we're in the in the past decade already, dating back to May of 2016 when we started this whole thing, and now here we are. If my count is correct, and I believe it is, here we are at episode three twenty eight. So I was. Um, ever since covid started there's no question that many aspects of our behavior and uh, our society in general have changed because several different processes or behaviors were were put into play during the initial outbreak of covid when um we really weren't sure where it was coming from, how it was being transmitted, uh, where it was being transmitted. So there was a there was a lot of question. If you remember when when COVID first started, uh, remember not only were we all washing our hands a million times, but we were. We were washing the counters. We were afraid about mail. You take a box. Some people were were really um, paranoid. And if they got a box in the mail or something, they wouldn't open it for two or three days or, or even longer. We didn't know how the, the COVID um, virus was being spread initially, if it was simply through the air If it was through contact or both, uh, we've certainly come to now understand that it is more airborne than it is on stationary objects like mail or counters and stuff. But if you remember the first several months, uh, many months, maybe even to the first year, we were still being very conscious and very conscientious, 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 about uh, our hands washing hands we still are are told to do that but to certainly you know counters and touching things we're always very paranoid about touching things and so out of that outgrowth uh we did find that uh a lot of our normal behaviors were being changed especially out in the marketplace and um Many new behaviors and processes that were there to help combat COVID were implemented, especially by stores or by restaurants, especially um, to to provide hopefully a, a COVID-free experience. Right as even and even after. It became apparent that the uh, the COVID virus was probably more airborne than it was uh, on st- on stationary objects like mail or counters or things like that. Um, there was still, you know, I think companies and, and businesses were trying to create a um, a sense of uh, of protection and, and 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 comfort to their um, their customers and their patrons, so even after it became apparent that uh, you know it, it wasn't st- being communicated and, and, and passed on transmitted on inanimate inanim- in- anim- in- in- wow I should have done a little I should have, <laughs> I should have done some some uh, some voice warm- up today wow, two words I can't say, inanimate, there you go, uh, objects and things like that. Uh, a lot of companies started with, uh, with curbside pickup, which now has become a normal staple. Many of these things that were started as uh, you know, COVID precautions turned out to be very popular with consumers and more convenient. And I remember several years ago, a couple of years ago, when we were right in the midst of this, I was saying, well, it's going to be interesting to see what, what changes that have been made supposedly temporarily during the, the COVID uh, pandemic would actually turn out to be mainstays and would stick around because they turned out to be more efficient um, and more popular with, uh, with consumers, and certainly, curbside kinds of um, of services at uh, at stores and services like DoorDash and uh, you know and home delivery. There's even curbside pickups at fast food restaurants, as well as at many stores. Um, food delivery and things like that have now become a part of a business's offering. It has nothing to do with COVID. It's about efficiency. From I guess uh, the business itself found it more efficient, and uh, and consumers found it more convenient. And we certainly are in a convenient or convenience dominated era right now. We love convenience. We will pay for convenience. We will uh, we will give up. Other things in favor of convenience and i 've talked about this before, especially in technology, several years ago, especially with the advent of the smartphone and the the power that it has given people to be carrying around in their in their purse or in their pockets in terms of um, access to a variety of things, uh, we have given up a lot in in, in terms. Of convenience, uh, mostly our privacy, and I've mentioned this before that uh, you know privacy used to be a, such a major uh, topic that, uh, especially here in the United States, we we prized and we protected, and uh, and yet uh, the use of the internet, especially the use of the internet through a smartphone, we we just handed over our privacy, so. Easily, without even a thought in favor of convenience. Look at, uh, as I've called it, many years ago now, when Uber started, I called it, well, isn't it just digital hitchhiking? I mean, but we are getting, and now hopefully there's, you know, but we have seen that, uh, you know, getting into an Uber is not always the safest kind of thing. Um, You know, and and that can happen in a taxi cab, but uh, we also had to worry about you know the vetting system for the drivers and things like that, and uh, and sadly there have been some um, some very serious and dangerous and violent uh, episodes that have happened, um, and and the companies like Uber and Lyft are are certainly taking more precautions in terms of the drivers that they hire and and, and bring on. Um, but think about it. You're basically getting into a stranger's car, right? And I know understand that, that that's the that's the concept of a taxi cab. But at least there's some kind of governmental oversight on that, in terms of uh, you know licensing and, and things like that. The Uber thing, those those rideshare kind of um, services, you have to depend on the company itself putting in some kind of a strict vetting system and uh, at the end of the day uh companies are built on making profit not necessarily on providing uh the utmost in uh safety or in efficiency they don't necessarily always have the the best interests of <laughs> the public in mind they do when it coincides with business but i think they'll always go for the the business decision over the customer uh experience they won't tell you that but i think they will always and so um thankfully now there's a little more of a of a tighter vetting system i hope going on but um but we have given up much of our privacy we 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 you know what's the biggest one of the biggest problems today is is identity theft right we're we're our information we're hitting buttons when we go on websites we don't even know what's happening to to our uh our passwords or our our information uh, background and, and things like that we don't even know half the time and 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 we're how many times we always hear in the in the news about how we are uh you know there's a data breach and if you have a certain credit card or if you did a certain you know use a certain service they were hacked they were hacked so um yes we have we have willingly passed along our privacy without even knowing it uh in the um in the efforts or in the um, in the excitement I guess I guess what you want to say the preference for convenience shopping online once again you go online you're giving your credit card you're giving other information your address uh, it's it's more convenient right you have to get in the car and park and get dressed and take a shower and all that three clicks and it's on your way and in some cases it's there the next day so It's much easier. It's much more convenient. What I've noticed over the last year and a half or so, two years, almost now three, if you think about it, as COVID is, will be, you know, in a few, about six months or so, we'll be celebrating its three-year anniversary. Uh, Hopefully it won't be, but I have a feeling that come March, February or March of 2023, we will still be talking about COVID. Maybe not as much as we have, not as maybe as much as we should, but, um, but it will still be around, folks. And once again, go back over my previous podcast from two or three years ago, and I told you this is not a one, this is not a six-month deal. This is not a year deal. It's going to be around for three or four years, and here we are approaching three-year anniversary. Not being negative, just being realistic, as I've said many times. But uh, one of the things that we seem now to have uh, in this in this in this move to uh, to for convenience, which may have started initially as a preventive measure against COVID, has now turned into a standard practice, and once again feeds into not so much a a preventive measure against COVID anymore, but it's just much more convenient. But you always pay a price for convenience, even though it may be subtle, even though that price is buried somewhere and you don't think about it all the time. And what I'm bringing up here is, do you go to your ATM or your bank as much as you used to to get cash anymore do you really have as much cash in your purse or in your wallet than you did five years ago initially because as i said earlier we weren't uh, sure uh, how covid was being transmitted and obviously money my gosh Money trades hands uh, just who, who knows how many times people touch money, whether it's uh, coins, change or certainly dollar bills. So initially, when we didn't know the transmission uh, effect of covid, uh, the transferring of money of dollar bills from one person to another uh, was was suspect. Everything was suspect where, where, when we were, when, we were, when any, any kind of transaction that people were making amongst each other, whether it was talking, right, you know, stay six feet away because you're expelling, uh, you know, saliva and things like that to the, the handling of money. Here's this thing that I had in my hand, in my pocket, in my purse, in my house, and now I'm giving it to you, and then you're going to put it down and give it to somebody else, and then they're going to give it to somebody else again when they go to buy it. So money, uh, cash money, was initially kind of viewed as something that we needed to uh, to cut down on when we can. And so many restaurants and stores uh, were saying, you know, No cash, no cash. And here we are, two and a half years later, and that idea of no cash, you know, put it on your card, have your card ready, once again, much easier to deal with because of the cell phone or the smartphone and all the apps there, convenience, quickness, Um, So we now, while this may have started legitimately as a precaution, as a prevention during the initial uh, outbreaks and the early days of COVID to substantially cut down on the, the transaction of money, possibly changing all these different hands if in fact, the COVID virus was living on, um, on dollar bills or any kind of bills, while it may have had this preventive initially um, reason, now, since we're used to it, once again, it's amazing how adaptable the, the human species is. We are, we, are many, we are many ways, we are very adverse to change. Initially, when we are confronted with change, we usually uh, rebel against it initially, and then we slowly adapt, and then we we don't even remember the way we acted before. It becomes second nature to us in some cases, in many cases, Uh, but there's always an initial hesitancy uh, when change happens. Younger people are much more... Fluid and and pliable toward change because you know there's they're not they they haven't been doing things long enough right <laughs> the older to get the older you get uh, the the longer you've been doing things a certain way so it's not so much that you don't think that the new way is better it's just that uh, you're used to that old way and it and it's been working for you so you think well why change. But then when you realize it and you see like, well, it is like I've, I've talked to you about my, my flip phone situation and, um, and getting a, a smartphone, which is coming up now on my year anniversary. I'm getting close to that now that I've had a smartphone after always having a flip phone. And uh, yeah, so I was I was hesitant. I was very slow to the party. I, I certainly see the advantage of it much. A lot of the advantage. I don't even have a choice, though. The society has moved to a point where there is such an expectation that everybody has a, a smartphone that um, there are certain things that you just cannot do if you don't have it. So we, have, we are moving away. There's always, if you think about it, um, several decades ago, there was the talk of the paperless society. you know, and, uh, and we're getting closer to that. We're inching closer to that. We're not there yet. I think there will always be a need for some kind of, um, of paper backup on things. But we certainly in the last five years and even in the last two and a half to three since COVID here, we have certainly moved much quicker to a paperless society. As I've said many times here, one of the reasons that I, got, that I decided to get the smartphone was because you can't go to a concert or a sporting event without a smartphone they don't have paper tickets anymore they just don't your ticket is on your phone you better make sure it works or you won't be able to get in and we're seeing that uh, more and more now fast food restaurants if every every fast food restaurant now if you watch a commercial or if you go to a fast food restaurant they are driving you to go to their app to Order on the app will even give you um, a discount if you use the app, as opposed to going into the drive-through or actually walking in. They really want you to use the app. It's, I, it apparently it must be much more much more efficient for them in terms of putting orders together, in terms of speed or accuracy, and uh, I assume accounting and every in anything else. Um, but they're, they're certainly pushing you to do that. And and this is the real point of what I want to talk about. Not only are they pushing to use their app to make your order ahead of time so you can get the curbside service. Once again, everything is getting melded together. First, there was just curbside service. And now it's connected to the app. And boop, boop, beep. So everything is being connected, interconnected, once again, to, in theory, uh, improve efficiency and convenience. There's that the C word. And, but the, 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 the thing they really want you to do, anybody who has any kind of an app, not just fast food, I'm just using that one as a, as an example, because I, I see it so much, especially on television, now on the commercials, like, you know, you, we see a commercial for, um, any, you don't forget, order on our app, use the app, use the app. That's all you see now. And then the key is to link your credit card to the app. So not only do you get there. You make your order ahead of time, but you're paying instantly. So now you're literally just picking up that bag. If you're going to a fast food place, for instance, you're literally just picking up that bag and walking out and getting right past it. It's in the curbside thing. You probably just drive past it. So the goal is to link your credit card or your debit card, whatever it may be, mostly your credit card, to that app. So that this way, when you order something, you've made the order quicker in advance and you've paid in advance and you're just grabbing that stuff, speed, efficiency, convenience. And we are seeing more and more cashless transactions you will you will go to different my wife and I were recently in Europe and uh, in, the, in the in the United Kingdom in England and many restaurants many places of business no cash big signs no cash I mean what do you do you have to have uh a credit card and now you know everybody now there's that 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 code what's that you scan that little square with all the little dots on it I still haven't done that <laughs> I still haven't graduated to that yet. I haven't done that code thing. That thing looks scary to me. I don't know how to use it. I know you. I think you have to take a picture of it. Hopefully you have to take a picture of it, right? And then it clicks in and, and sends you to a website. Is that the way that little code thing works? That Q code or something it's called? That weird conglomeration of dots, the black and white. Square with all the dots in it. Uh, yeah, that that I'm still not not uh, keen on yet. I'm hoping that they can upgrade that uh, <laughs> that capability where you don't have to take a picture of it. Where you just there's something on your phone, you just point at it and it scans it. I don't because I, I'm I'm still not all that proficient at even taking pictures with it with my phone yet after almost a year. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we. As I, I think I may have mentioned this uh, earlier. We went to some restaurant in the UK, where they don't even give you the paper uh, menus. You're supposed to scan the code to get the menu, and, and uh, we just walked out. But here's the thing: we're, we're moving toward this paperless society. But what I think is pretty scary is once again, we're in this 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 in theory, right? this cashless society makes things faster and more convenient, right? Whether you've already linked up your uh, your credit card or something to an app that you're using, or when you go to the grocery store uh, today, it's not cheap to go to a grocery store. It's not cheap to, get, uh, to fill up your tank of gas. You know, there was a time 35, 40 years ago, where you could you you could fill up your tank of gas for under $20 even if you know those days are over you could have you could have had a 15 gallon tank and in some cases you can get a full tank for under 15 or under $20 now those I understand those were the days my friend we thought they'd never end. We'd sing and dance forever and a day but but my point is so it wasn't that big of a deal to to pay for your gas for instance with cash. 20 bucks. You'd you'd walk in, you know, but long before I mean never, you never you never even thought of using your credit card to buy gas. You'd walk into the gas station, and you would say $20, you know, unleaded. And I mean, this is, once again, I'm sure that if you're a younger person listening to this, you can't even fathom what I'm saying. But we used to literally walk into the gas station, into the, the place. I don't remember the last time I've walked in to the, the actual, whether it's a convenience store that has a gas station or an actual gas station. I don't remember the last time that I have walked in one of those to buy gas. I may have gone in there while I'm out there to buy something else, a snack or something. But to actually buy gas, I do not believe, I cannot remember the last time I just went in to the actual establishment rather than playing, paying with my credit card at the pump. There was a time, and it wasn't that long ago, where you'd walk in. You had to walk in. You never would have used your credit card. Only, you know, only in a, in a in a pinch, you use your credit card. You walked in, and you said twenty dollars on um, on you know on pump number three unleaded, and you gave him the twenty bucks. Now that has slowly faded away and as i said though in the last two or three years with covid um you didn't even have that option in some places it was it is and it and now it has many places have converted to no cash and you say jim well what's wrong with that that's it's, it's convenient ah that c word again it's convenient well it is certainly much more convenient and it may be easier and it may be more efficient for you and for the, uh, the business. But there is an underlying price you pay. As I said earlier, there is always a price we pay for convenience. And the price we've paid in many ways is the, the, the surrendering of our privacy. But with this whole idea of a cashless society, you know, no cash, Let's not forget. You know if it's a debit card, okay, that's one thing. But most people use a credit card when they're linking up to their app at a at a uh, you know, for a fast food restaurant or if they're going and buying groceries or if they are at the pump or they're at a restaurant. I mean, you can't go to a restaurant today I mean you can but you better have a wad of cash even at lunch i mean an average lunch for two people is you know for one if you just want i mean but you know but for two people to sit down for lunch and say you split the bill you're paying 35 dollars i mean and that's not i'm not i mean unless you're going to a fast food place but if you're going to a restaurant you're paying at least 25 to $30. Now, that's not a lot to carry, but if you were going to, let's say that I'm going to go and, and go to, to uh, lunch with a friend, then I'm going to go get some gas, and then I'm going to go to the grocery store. To do those three things in today's world by not paying with a credit card or a debit card, but let's just stay on the credit card thing right now because that's what i really want to talk about if i wanted to do those three simple things those are these are not extravagances right i'm going to lunch with somebody no big deal i'm going to get gas at this necessity i'm going to go to the grocery store for food i most likely need to do those three things at least two hundred dollars in cash in my pocket to cover those at least And probably more, but at least I need $200 to do those three things. So who's going to, who's going to carry. So, and then, and then, and don't forget, now that's gone in, in a matter of hours. And I, and then there's always tomorrow. So how much cash can I be, do I want to be carrying, especially when we're seeing a lot of people getting mugged today? How much cash do I want to be carrying? because if if you get mugged if you get robbed that cash is gone at least if you got your credit cards stolen or something like that uh, you know hopefully you don't get injured if that happens but you can can't you can block and cancel your credit cards and and those are those become uh useless but cash is cash so how i mean do you want do, should i be carrying 500 or 700 dollars worth of cash with me around all the time I don't think I want to do that, especially in today's world. I don't want to be carrying that much cash. Some people do. But once again, even if they do, they can't use it. Because many places that they'll go to say no cash. When you go to a store, when you go to the grocery store, when they tell you the the, the, the total, they're not even waiting for you to give them money. I don't even know if they know how to, they, I don't even know if they know where the the, the the till comes out. Because everybody, when I'm going to the grocery store, because, you know, the grocery store bill is, if you're, you know, it's always over $100 now, especially if you go oh, just once a week, it's got to be. It doesn't take that many items to get over a $100. But I don't even think the, 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 the cashiers today even know how to make change that well, because they don't do it very often. When you when you pull out some money, you can see they get kind of flustered. Like, oh, oh, wait a minute, this is that other currency. I I, I, might, I might have to, oh, oh, that drawer is. I have might have to go into that drawer with that green paper in it, in those clankly little uh, objects that are all different shapes and colors. You know they they're not used to it. They're like you know seventy eight forty two, and you stick your card in the machine, and they're just waiting for the receipt to come out. Thank you very much. Cashless, no change given. Off to the next one. Especially younger people that are you know working at these places. They don't. I don't even know if they know what cash looks like. But here's my point. We have to remember. And this is what's scary. You know, we're talking about, in today's world now, we're talking about people being in debt. The big uh, story over the last couple of weeks is, the, um, is President Biden's controversial uh, proposal to cancel uh, student loan debt. And I won't even get into the politics of it, but my point is we're talking about people being in debt. Debt is a big thing. People are in debt. And one of the reasons that people are in debt is because we've become a cashless society. It's so easy to just charge it, right? It's easy. It's it's convenient, yes, to pay the bill that way in the moment. But you're going to have to pay that bill somewhere else down the road when you have a credit card. You're almost paying twice, if you think about it. You're paying at the point of purchase. But then in three weeks, when your bill comes, you're really paying for it. And let's be honest, right? Credit cards... It's in the title, credit. Now, if you pay off your credit cards uh, on a monthly basis and you, and you have zero balance, then fine. You're using your credit card as a substitution for cash that you don't have on your, on your person, that you don't have on hand. So you're not incurring any debt if you pay off your credit cards every month. To zero when you pay you, but is, is if you're just paying the minimum or you're just paying a little more than the minimum, this is how you're accruing debt. And it, it, it's clear that many people through their own irresponsibility, oh, I'm going out, uh, put it on the credit card, or now we're being forced to put it on the credit card because we're, we're moving away from cash. Initially a preventive measure perhaps from a health reason. But now it's become a convenience issue for everybody involved. But how you use that credit card, to me, I feel that you know we're, all, we're, we're very conscious about debt. We're saying young people can't get, get themselves out of debt but at the same time our society is promoting being in debt. People are spending more than they should. There's no question about that. We are an irresponsibly spending society today more than ever. People there used to be this phrase of you know wait you know save it for a rainy day And things like that. I I don't think that's happening. If you look around, there are a lot of people, young and old, but mostly younger people that seem to be living a pretty high lifestyle without the means to live it. And it doesn't seem to be stopping them. And that's always been the case to some extent. Let's not, I'm going to be fair here. When you're, when you're young, you're always a little irresponsible you're always more worried about the, um, the the present. You're not thinking about 20 years down the line. You're thinking about immediate gratification. That's always the case. It's always been. But I think today it's even more. Because we're a faster society. Uh, the internet has made things much easier. Easier to spend. Easier to buy. Social media has made... Uh, has made life more of a competition. Life has always been a competition. We've always been, you know, the old phrase, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, that's nothing new. But the difference is that keeping up with the Joneses used to be, you know, in your neighborhood. Oh, the person down the street just got a new car. The person down the street just, you know, bought a new lawnmower person down the street just had their house painted it was it was confined this keeping up with the joneses was kind of confined to your little w- bubble world whether it was your coworkers, your friends or your neighborhood but it was within your little social world but now social media has made the entire world your social world we have access to uh, to people all around the world. And we are seeing, oh, well, oh, look at Frank and uh, Frank and Susie just went on a trip to Paris. Hmm. Well, that's, uh, I wish I was uh, in Paris. Maybe I should do. Yeah. You know, you, we, there's a lot more showing off. There's a lot more look at me and there's a lot more competition to, to, to the keeping up with the Joneses used to be a lot easier than it is today because we're seeing more the 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 number of joneses that we need to keep up with has grown it's not just in our little social circle anymore just on our block it's expanded to to the country or to the world and so i think people are there's two things going on here we're we're charging things more we're being either encouraged to or forced to, in many ways, to use our credit card, which inherently means debt, unless you pay it off every month. But most people don't. And the interest rate on an average credit card these days is 19 or 20%. So, you know, that... $200 thing that you're buying online is really going to cost you $240 if you don't pay it off when you get your credit card bill. And if you buy three or four things at a time, suddenly you've got a hundred, you spent a hundred dollars more than you would if you paid in cash, but it's invisible, right? Right it seems invisible at the moment it's more convenient it's easier it's faster it's more efficient but it's more expensive and it's contributing to people being in debt and what i would i'm surprised that the government or politicians or Social activists, somebody isn't making a bigger deal about this. Somebody who is isn't coming out and saying, "Put the brakes here, folks." You know, we're talking about debt and how it is 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 um, it was hampering many people in their lives because they they, they they can't move to the next level because they're still paying off all this debt, whether it's a school loan or a credit card or anything else. That debt hampers you from moving on. If you have a lot of debt, you can't get a loan. Maybe you can't buy a house. So having that debt is not a good thing. Accruing that debt is fun. <laughs> It's very temporarily satisfying. Oh, I'm going to buy this today. Oh, I'm going to go to dinner and and charge it. Oh, yeah, give us yeah, give us another bottle of wine. Go ahead. Until that credit card bill comes and you go, "Ooh." Now, once again, if you pay it off every month, fine. If you use a credit card as a as a temporary substitution for not carrying a lot of cash in your pocket, no harm done. But I don't think most people are doing that. And our society is, is not, is encouraging us to accrue debt. So this is one of the great, you know, this is one of the great hypocrisies or one of the great, you know, conflicts. We, we, we don't, this is why we're, we're so screwed up. Because we we are so illogical. We you know we, we complain about a problem, but we we promote the behavior that creates the problem. And I fear moving forward because if this this may have started legitimately you know, this whole COVID thing, we, you know, we have to stop cash. You're going to, you know, not stop, but limit or certainly curtail the, the cash transaction because the virus may be spread through money, cash money, the, the transferring of bills. I get that. But now we know that that isn't the case. And yet many businesses ha- are either not changing back, To their previous, I'll accept cash. They're still, in fact, they're all in on it. They're creating new ways for you to keep, you know, with the scanning this this code and things like that, linking your card to an app. They're finding new ways that provide convenience and efficiency, but also provide the hidden danger of debt of making people forget that there's a price to pay for that. And before, at least, I could make that choice for myself. Now, earlier I said, oh, you know, I mean, I do I in today's world with prices so high, am I going to carry around a thousand dollars on, you know, in my wallet or in my purse for a week? No, probably not. But if I wanted to, I could, and if I wanted to pay cash everywhere I went, I could, which then would force me not to get in debt to the credit card company, and perhaps might force me as well to be a little more responsible with how I'm spending my money, because I would see physically, if I had that. $500 $500 in my wallet or in my purse. I could see how fast I was pulling it out of there like, whoa, I just went to the bank 3 days ago and it's gone. I better slow down. You do a little of your own kind of behavior thing. When you start to physically see those dollar bills leaving your 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 wallet or your purse, you may do some self-governing on your spending. But my gosh, it's so easy to use that card. And it's not just easy in many places now. There's no choice. At least I had a choice before. I don't I don't have a credit card. I'm not saying me. I'm just saying people could say, you know what? I'm not getting a credit card. I, I pay in cash. Fine. But you can't do that today. There's some places that you cannot use, you use cash, period. And as I said before, there's certainly some places that are promoting you not using cash. If you use the app, we'll give you 20% off. I saw a, a submarine company that said if you use the app and order ahead of time, we get 20% off your bill. That's not bad. You say, well, that's not bad, 20% off. Well, let's let's not forget. You may get 20% off your bill when you're buying that submarine sandwich at the time. But if you're using your credit card and you don't pay off your bill, you're losing that 20% because that's the interest rate on your credit card debt. (laughs) You're paying for it somewhere. So I'm just a little afraid that moving forward as more people, especially younger people, are getting into debt, we are, we are not being financially or fiscally responsible. We are once again surrendering to convenience, much to our detriment, giving up our privacy is not a good thing especially when it comes to it leading to getting uh, you know websites hacked and it leads to identity theft which can be very serious in terms of people having access to your bank account and your credit cards and everything else or your your mortgages or something but we we handed over our privacy very quickly Thanks to the smartphone. Oh, it's so easy. You hit a button and a and a car comes. Oh, you hit a button, you do this. And we are, I think, now in as we're moving to this more cashless society, nobody seems to be worried about it. Nobody seems there's no where's Ralph Nader when you need him? Where's where where's our consumer advocate saying this is not good? We need to have some regulation or at least some awareness. That this cashless society, when a credit card is being used as a substitute, can be dangerous. We're raising an entire new generation. Anybody who's right now 12, 13, or 14, or 15, they're, they can't, they, they're, they, they're, they're getting used to seeing a cashless society. So when they're 22 or 23 and they're out starting to spend their own money, they're not going to have money in their pocket in terms of cash money in a wallet. They're going to pull out their card. I mean, look at the way look at the way we are or even banking today. Right? I mean, I've gone, I, I still at times go into my bank. Have you ever been inside a bank lately? It's like a library. There's no one in there. There's no sound. 30 years ago, if you went to a bank, there were long lines. People were at the, there were, there were right now at, at, my, at, at, at my bank, there's like one teller booth that's open. And there's rarely a line, maybe one or two people ahead of me, but that's it. It's a ghost town. 20 or 30 years ago, that was not the case. So we've got a, we're, we're raising an entire generation now that won't even know what it's, it is to pay with cash. They'll just whip out that credit card. And when they do it, there's a chance for them to accrue debt. And so I'm I'm just surprised that that we're we're getting we're we're looking at this as, 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 with such a laissez-faire attitude with with such a, a oh a, you know the, the, this 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 drive for convenience I think is very troubling for the future. There's very little fiscal responsibility and financial responsibility to begin with. But now we're being forced or certainly heavily encouraged to charge it, link your card, use your card. I notice myself, I used to go to the ATM much more than I have in the last year or so. There's no place to use money. <laughs> where, where do you use cash money? Some places you can't. And I and, and believe me, I'm even, you know, I, I'm I'm guilty of it. As I said, I, I I'm, I'm not accruing the debt, but I'm guilty. I mean, come on, uh, if you've got money in your if you've got money in your in your wallet. And you go to a store, and there's something, I, in my view, if, you've got, if you're paying for something under $10, I think you should pay that with cash, right? Under $10. You got to have a 10 in your pocket, right? You got to have a 20. But I find myself for the convenience. So once again, I'm not putting myself over this, or over anybody. But I'm, I'm also not just charging things and paying the minimum either. On my credit card, but but yeah, there's sometimes. If say I'll go to the to the pharmacy and there's you know some pills and I'm at the drive-through and it's you know seven forty-two, you know it's such a pain in the butt. Once again, convenience. I'm I'm as guilty as anyone else on the convenience side to some extent. Um, it's so easier just to give your credit card and let them charge the seven dollars than. Give them the you know pull out the ten and then they have to make the change with the two and this and then they're trying to hand you the the change through that little you know that little drawer that comes out like at the pharmacy and stuff. Now, ten years ago, that's the way it was. You just did it. You didn't think about that. But we got so accustomed to this no cash thing that now we just pull that credit card out and 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 hand it away and handed over. And if you're not cognizant and you're not aware and you're not diligent on paying off those credit card bills, when you get it, you're really doing yourself a disservice. But it seems as if, as I said, our society is promoting that. Are we as a society promoting people urging them to be fiscally irresponsible? Are we, are we encouraging them to incur debt? It seems like we are. And that's not good. At least we used to have a choice. I'll give, you the ch- I'll give you the cash or I'll give you my credit card. But now most of the, we don't have a choice. As I said before, some places don't take cash period. When you buy a a ticket, you know, for a sporting event, you got to have it on your phone, no paper. I like paper. I like having, I said this before, I'm, I'm a tangible guy. I'm visual and I'm tangible. I like having things in my hand. But as I said, As long as you pay off your credit cards, fine. But if you're not paying those off, you're getting yourself in trouble. And we as a society don't seem to be worried about it. So I'm a little worried moving forward that we're raising, we're encouraging people to get into debt. We're encouraging people to spend more than they have. And we are raising a new generation to think that that's normal and that's okay and that's the right way to do it. So what may have started out as a legitimate health (laughs) measure to stop the spread of COVID, not taking cash, curbside pickup, all these things, cashless, paperless, touchless transactions. They may have been legitimately necessary, but now they're not from a health standpoint. But now we are so ingrained and the business world knows that we are getting used to it We adapt quickly. As I said before, we are resistant to change, but wow, do we adapt quickly. And so what's easier? Paying by credit card or paying by cash? It's easier. You don't have to go to the the ATM and get the money. You don't have to count it out. You You don't have to make change. Oh, here's my card. I'm just a little worried moving forward that we're... We're being a little irresponsible as a culture, as a society, to just put it on the card. Think about it the next time. I know that I've had the same $20 bill or so sitting in my wallet for a while. But I'm I'm not paying the minimum at the end. But if you are, just take a step back and, and think about what you're doing and maybe... We as a society should think about this cashless society and think about how quick we pull off that credit card and how we are being encouraged to use that credit card. So, Ralph Nader and other consumer advocates of the past, we need you again. America's calling Ralph Nader. Cuckoo, cuckoo, where have you gone, Ralph Nader? A nation, a credit debt-heavy nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Woo-woo-woo. What's that you say, Ralph Nader? <laughs> Jolton Ralph has left and gone away? No, no, we need to be a little more cognizant of our behavior. you can't just charge everything you got to pay for it one way or the other so once again that that darn that darn smartphone making things a lot easier but making things a lot worse in many ways and a little more scary so i'm just worried Take a, take a look at yourself in the mirror and see how many times you use cash over your credit card. I don't know. I hope we're not going to be a nation of debtors, but I know we're certainly a nation of convenience. <laughs> And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs, too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 328. I'm Jim Torano. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Charge it!